Chapter Two of the Friendly Terrace Quartet, or Peggy Raymond at the Poplars, by Harriet Lemis Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two, Liberty Bond. The drive for the first Liberty Loan was on. Banners inscribed with patriotic sentiments decorated the downtown streets. On the corners, little groups gathered around sweating orators who made brief, pithy appeals to the loyalty of the crowd. It seemed to Peggy that she could not put her hand out of the window without hearing a band playing somewhere. Elaine Marshall, who still lived next door, came in one evening to discuss a certain perplexing matter with Peggy, and Peggy, absorbed in the preparation of the weird wardrobe which her summer's campaign demanded, listened abstractedly as she made buttonholes for a pair of overalls. "'It's the Liberty Loan that's worrying me,' said Elaine, as she settled herself in a chair and began to knit. People seem to take it for granted that if you're earning, you're going to take a bond. But I don't really see how I can manage it, Peggy. It's hard enough for us to make ends meet, at the best of times, and everybody says prices are going to be terrible. I don't think you ought to be expected to do a thing, cried Peggy. The war was still young, and multitudes of people older than Peggy were not yet alive to the situation. Father has subscribed all he can, she went on, and that'll have to do for this family. Dick is too little, and of course Mother can't and as far as I'm concerned. She paused in her sewing, a wrinkle between her brows. Elaine watched her expectantly over her knitting. They're going to pay us farmerettes a dollar and a half a day, Peggy explained. But a dollar of that will go for our keep, and that will leave us fifty cents. Half a dollar a day isn't much for spending money. I should think not, exclaimed Elaine. Car fare and the simplest sort of luncheon doesn't leave much out of half a dollar. Well, I shan't have to pay any car fare or buy any luncheon either, but there'll be other things. If I were going to work all the year, it would be different, but in the fall I'll be back in college with no chance to earn. Of course, I'd love to buy bonds, added Peggy as she took up her interrupted sewing, and so would you, but we will have to be satisfied with doing what we can. After all, they don't expect that sort of help from girls like us. Peggy's complacency was destined to be short-lived. The bell rang just as she finished her little speech, and as she happened to be the only member of the family at home, she ran downstairs to answer the summons. A small, untidy figure stood on the steps. "'Miss Peggy, I come to tell you that Elvie can't wash tomorrow, cause Ma's sick.' Peggy sighed over the news. Sally had been called home by illness in the family, and for some weeks Mrs. Raymond had been doing her own work, with the assistance of Elvira Bond, the oldest daughter of a large family, who came once a week to wash and clean. The Bonds were one of the shiftless households who never have a dollar ahead, and Peggy wondered that the loss of a day's wages should be accepted with such equanimity as the manner of the small messenger indicated. "'Oh, dear, I'm sorry to hear that, Maddie. Can Elvira come Wednesday, then?' "'No, I guess not. Not till next week.' "'Well, if your mother's sick, I suppose it can't be helped,' remarked Peggy resignedly, at the same time resolving to rise early and make an onslaught of the laundry basket. "'Tell Elvira we'll look for her next week.' Maddie turned to go, then halted on the lowest step and faced about. In the faint light, Peggy could see her beautiful grin. "'Miss Peggy, we've got a liberty bond at our house.' "'A what, Maddie?' "'Yes'm, a liberty bond.' Maddie's smile seemed to expand and irradiate her entire unkept little person. She appeared all smile. "'Why, Maddie, I don't see how your father with his big family could spare fifty dollars. Ourn is worth more than that.' Maddie chuckled rapturously, as she perceived the impression she was making on Peggy. "'A hundred-dollar bond?' exclaimed Peggy in awe-stricken tones. 
it's worth more than that miss peggy i don't know how much but it's more than that for goodness sake gasped peggy she stood in the doorway petrified with astonishment while mattie vanished emitting snorts of satisfaction distinctly audible long after the darkness had swallowed her up peggy closed the door and went back upstairs her face so rueful that elaine exclaimed at the sight of it why peggy what's the matter peggy stared at her friend with unseeing eyes elmira's mother's sick so she can't come to wash to-morrow too bad commiserated elaine i guess you'll be glad when sally's back elaine exclaimed peggy ignoring the proffered sympathy they've bought a bond who have why elvira's folks those shiftless bonds and there are eight children and only two of them are earning anything elvira and a boy about fifteen elaine waited for more her insight told her the direction peggy's thoughts were taking mr bond doesn't have to work only about half the time and then he doesn't earn a great deal and he's subscribed more than a hundred dollars mattie wasn't sure just how much and there are ten in the family probably he didn't pay for his bond suggested elaine i suppose he promised to pay so much a week and very likely he won't be able to meet the payments of course he didn't pay for it i don't suppose mr bond ever saw a hundred dollars all at once in his whole life but to think of his trying to do it to think of his feeling responsible elaine knitted in silence and peggy continued reflectively if i work twenty-five days each month for three months that'll be seventy-five days won't it yes but peggy you mightn't be able to work as many as that besides leaving out the sundays you've got to allow for being sick and for rainy days rainy days repeated peggy dismayed can't we work on rainy days i shouldn't think it would be very good for you peggy raymond working in a downpour oh we'll soon get toughened so we won't mind little things like that only i'm afraid that there's a good deal of farm work you can't do in the rain like haying you know we'll call it sixty days i'm sure i can work twenty days out of each month at fifty cents a day that means thirty dollars more than half enough for a fifty-dollar bond but peggy you're not allowing yourself anything for spending money and you said yourself that fifty cents a day was little enough all i'll need money for is for postage stamps and anyway i've got a year to pay for the bond in at a dollar a week peggy how are you going to earn money when you're in college why some girls pay their way through college and lots do something to help themselves it would be a pity if i couldn't earn a few dollars to pay for a liberty bond peggy laughed out unexpectedly as elaine's expression seemed to accuse her of inconsistency the fact is elaine she declared i can't stand it to be beaten by elvira's father if he can do it i can elaine pondered i meant to go to the seashore for my vacation this summer to a y w c a place you know where they make the prices as low as they can but even if it isn't expensive what it would cost would go quite a way toward buying a bond the question is whether you don't need that vacation elaine elaine met her friend's glance with a twinkle of fun no peggy the question is whether i'm going to let elvira's father get ahead of me peggy's face was radiant of course you won't somehow i see things so different from what i did half an hour ago elaine it's going to be a long pull and a strong pull and a pull altogether everybody's got to help the bonds and you and i and john d and all the rest of the millionaires the story of patriotism exhibited by elvira's father proved equally effective when peggy told it at the breakfast table if sally doesn't come back said mrs raymond thoughtfully i won't try to get another girl i'll just turn what i save on her wages in on a bond oh mother i don't like the idea of your working so hard in hot weather i hardly think you're the one to talk peggy said mrs raymond with a faint smile 
she was a patriotic woman and willing that her daughter should do the work that seemed to be needed but the thought of peggy as a farmhand gave her a little shock every time it crossed her mind i'm going to buy a hundred dollar bond announced dick challengingly i'm going to work this summer our grocer says he'll give me a job why dick raymond peggy's shining eyes travelled around the table i'm glad i belong to this sort of family she cried jubilantly it makes me feel as if there was nothing i couldn't do but the little candle was to throw its beams still further the friendly terrace girls rallied as a man to peggy's standard if you can do it i can said amy and proceeded to pay a dollar down on a fifty-dollar bond priscilla had been promised a victrola for her birthday and she decided to ask for its value in bond instead no slight sacrifice to the music-loving priscilla and ruth who was in the depths of dejection because the family doctor had backed her mother up in her opinion that she was not strong enough for farm work announced rather ungraciously her intention to become the owner of a government bond i've not the slightest idea how i'm ever going to pay for it but i don't intend to be the only one of us four to be left out of serving her country no peggy don't say that about graham again what i want to do is something my own self little things were happening all the time to show that the patriotism of the bond family remarkable as it had seemed was not an isolated instance mr raymond had been one of a committee to go through a factory soliciting subscriptions when one of the girls had refused to subscribe the young woman at the next machine had turned on her almost savagely i'm going to take one she cried and if i can you can you've only yourself to look after and i've got my two children no one could possibly expect you to take a bond mr raymond had exclaimed but the aggrieved air with which the young woman faced him suggested that she was anything but grateful for the sympathy what's the matter with you she demanded i guess my money's just as good as a millionaire's and she closed the controversy by signing her name and paying her dollar peggy was thrilled by the number of people she saw wearing the loan button all sorts of people clerks and factory hands club women and businessmen and boys this universal response to the government's appeal gave her a new realization of the country's solidarity she looked down at her own button and felt a little twinge of conscience as she realized how recent was her change of view blessings on elvira's father who had brought her to her senses in time the preparations for the summer were almost complete each of the girls had a stock of shirtwaists overalls for work on the farm bloomers for dress-up wear and big straw hats lined with green they had posed for a picture on the Raymond's back doorstep, arrayed in their regimentals, while Ruth, a smile on her lips, but with bitterness in her heart, held the camera and pressed the button at the psychological moment. Of the three, Priscilla looked most mannish, thanks to her height and breadth of shoulder. Peggy, blushing rosily under the big hat, was evidently a pretty girl in unaccustomed attire, while Amy made such an adorable, plump little boy that the others never tired of admiring her. Peggy said mrs raymond the day before the girls were to start if you can find the time i wish you'd go over to the bonds and see if elvira is coming to wash tuesday for if i can't depend on her i shall have to get someone else peggy found time for the errand within the next half hour and with amy for company started in the direction of elvira's home though the distance was not great the appearances of the houses changed rapidly as they walked eastward a few blocks from friendly terrace cheap small shops became frequent interspersed among the residences and across the railroad tracks the social thermometer took a precipitate drop the bonds occupied one of a row of tiny houses built along a narrow ledge that fell away abruptly both in front and in the rear and which had been named most aptly 
precipice place it was reached by a flight of wooden steps that zigzagged drunkenly up the side of the embankment and was the only means of reaching the houses except by airplane on each visit peggy wondered anew how the youthful bonds managed to avoid broken bones especially in winter mattie and two other children were playing on the steps of one of the cottages and at the sight of peggy and her companion they set up a combined shout elvie miss peggy's here elvira a big slatternly girl came smiling to the door and in response to peggy's inquiry expressed the opinion that she would be able to wash for mrs raymond the following tuesday i guess ma'll be able to spare me by then say miss peggy didn't mattie tell you we'd got a liberty bond yes she did elvira that's splendid wouldn't you all like to see it walk right in why yes we'd like it very much elvira replied peggy a trifle absently she was thinking after all elvira's father must have paid cash for his bond as they were not delivered till paid for she wondered if the family had received a windfall in the shape of a legacy nothing in the room they had entered with its bare floor and dilapidated furnishings gave ground for any such opinion but elvira's smile was unusually expansive and then too there was the liberty bond elvira was coming back carrying something wrapped in a blanket here it is miss peggy she said proudly here's our liberty bond peggy looked in silence a little red face showed against the folds of the gingy blanket a pair of small red hands made rather aimless gestures a week old to-day she is beamed elvira when we told pa it was a girl he says quick as a wink then we'll call her liberty liberty bonds is all the rage now pa says i guess you fell for it miss peggy elvira broke into a ringing laugh and after a bewildered pause peggy and amy joined her they laughed so uproariously that liberty opened her round eyes and stared at them and then as they laughed all the harder she closed her eyes again apparently deciding that it was useless to waste energy in the attempt to understand these strange beings among whom her lot had been cast amy and peggy did not dare look at each other till they left precipice place at a safe distance behind then they surprised the onlookers by going off into a spasm of merriment which left them gasping and wet-eyed to think choked amy wiping away the tears that we all subscribed for bonds because we thought elvira's father had the joke's on us all right peggy sobered very suddenly the joke's on us she said but the thanks go to the bond baby she's the one who got us started bless her heart i expect to tell my grandchildren that i subscribed to every issue of government bonds in the great war and if it hadn't been for little liberty the story would have been spoiled amy laughed again then sobered as she saw how much peggy was in earnest i was just going along thinking the bonds were none of my business exclaimed peggy breathlessly and i persuaded elaine that they were none of her business and i might have made you girls think so too i can't understand now how it was possible for me to feel that way but i did and i might have kept right on if it hadn't been for liberty bond i've got a silver baby spoon with a curled-up handle you know that someone gave me when i was little and i'm going to send it to that child peggy was as good as her word the very next day the postman delivered a small package addressed to miss liberty bond thirty-three precipice place with peggy's name and address written in the upper left-hand corner the bond family was unanimous in declaring it just like miss peggy what they failed to understand was that the little spoon was presented in recognition of services little liberty bond had already rendered to her country and her flag End of chapter two